0: What's up, everyone in podcast land? This is Brian. And I'm Blake. And we are from the Not Religious Podcast, here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Pillar of Hope Apparel.com.
1: All right, Brian. They got some shirts. They got some hats. They got phone cases. Whatever you need. It's awesome.
0: And if you go right now and go to your cart, fill it up, put in the promo code NRP116 You'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's pillarofhopeapparel.com. Promo code NRP116.
1: Check them out. Hi, this is Michael Pulser from the Personal Upgrade Podcast, and you're listening to Not Religious. Is heavy.
0: That's, that's some good stuff.
1: A lot of slamming and bamming going on in that intro song. That's a really, really long one, and I hope you enjoyed it. uh I created that one time sitting around as the rest of the band wrote songs because I could not contribute and I had nothing to do, so I played on my phone and you created could a song. <laughs> Welcome to the Not Religious Podcast, everybody. My name's Blake. And I'm Brian. And it's been a it's been a minute. It's been almost a month. And we're, we're alive. And we're alive, baby. Um, for now. For now. Uh, a lot of craziness going on.
0: What craziness are you about? I don't. Uh, nothing going
1: on. Yeah. You know what? You know who really didn't know that any of this stuff was going on? Who? Jared Leto. Oh God. In in true Jared Leto fashion, he was like on a retreat for like twelve days or something.
0: <laughs> Neither did the people in Big Brother.
1: Oh, yeah, because they're filming in Germany or something like that and had no idea what was going on shut off from the rest of the world. Right. But, yeah, Jared Leto comes back from, like, a 12-day retreat where he was on, like, an island or something, and he had no idea that any of this was going on. He was like, oh, wait. What? What?
0: (laughs) I should have stayed on the
1: island. (laughs) But it's been a hot minute. I think you had a bartending gig or something one day. We were going to do it. I had a family emergency last week. The coronavirus (laughs) has taken over the world. Which, by Shutting the way, you the have. I don't have it.
0: <laughs> of all the people that I know and all the it. people that I know on social media, everyone yep. that I'm friends with, everyone mm-hmm. who I'm not friends with, who I still am friends with on social media, mm-hmm. you are the only person that I know that
1: has, come has, close.
0: has the best possibility
1: of mm-hmm. having the coronavirus. Listen, man, I got the Lord on my side. I have a edge of protection. I smeared my, uh, my doorpost with chick-fil-a sauce right so we're good you still got it i don't have it and you got it from Allie. I, she doesn't have it either yeah she does she doesn't have it we just she ruins everything for no, me no she doesn't have it no we don't have it no one has it we've been monitoring her she's okay but oh Lord. you have the highest probability of i mean anyone i, I know having it. i mean and it, and i'm more well, prone you, to Alan getting does. it too yeah. i'm more prone to getting it too because of where i work
0: right but there's a specific circumstance in your life that makes it more probable that no. you have the rona Ugh.
1: and the rest of us we don't. now have
0: it because of you
1: no so what happened if i if i do need to go into detail yes about you this. do <laughs> so uh the, my wife was at the uh, rushes in camden during the time that they said that a employee was confirmed to have COVID 19 <laughs> During the time frame. Now I ate it I ate it the same rushes, but like two days later. Right, but she ate there. She ate. So there the employee the
0: time. tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah. They said if you ate at this restaurant between this date and this date, mm-hmm. you probably have it. No, that, that was their words. They said, <laughs> they said
1: and I quote You may have been exposed to the coronavirus. If you start developing symptoms, please go get tested.
0: Right. So you probably have it. <laughs> Not is what, true. Is what they said. No. And And so here's the deal. So Allie eats there on Friday. The Friday. Yeah. Friday, okay. On Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, she goes. Her and her dad enjoy nice rushes. Rushes is a local chain here in South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, mostly in the mid-state. They have some slamming good food. So good. Their cheeseburgers are just amazing. Anyway, yeah. so uh, Allie goes to Ground Zero and eats. <laughs> so Allie goes and eats there with her dad on Friday.
1: If it's going to happen to anybody, it'll be me. But I'm, I mean, I'm more at risk anyway because I work at a body shop where people... And touch your body. They, yeah, they where I just go and I touch bodies. I'm sorry. They touch my body. I mean, none of that happens. There's bodies. Um, But I work at a shop where we're exchanging keys and money a good bit. And, you know, they had to have a, a serious talk with us about that. And they gave us gloves and disinfected wipes. And they were like, just be careful. Just clean the door handles when you're done with them before you use them. Wear the gloves. Throw away your gloves. Get new gloves. And I think we're going to be okay.
0: I think we're all going to be okay.
1: They're, I still don't know what to make about this whole thing.
0: So, do you remember? I don't think it was our last episode. It might have been the episode before that we the talked about. We yeah. talked
1: about Corona, mm-hmm. and Miss Rona, if you' nasty,
0: and I said something along the lines at the time. Yeah, either this is nothing or this is serious, and they're not telling us everything. Yeah, turns out
1: to be pretty serious pretty from what, serious. <laughs> what they're leading on, and they weren't telling us. The everything. world has been shut off. Yeah, I just saw, I saw something briefly about it. So a lot of celebrities are quarantined and uh, Sam Smith. Are you familiar with Sam? Smith? Yeah. he's losing his mind. Is he really <laughs> apparently he had a meltdown or something? I, I don't know. Yeah. Use your emotions. You <laughs> right. write Good. music right. During this time. He's a, he's, he's a good artist. He is a very talented man. Yeah. Um, but he's apparently very bored. He's very bored. Talented man have meltdowns. Why don't we do? Why don't we do news story of the week to kind of lighten things up? Oh, a news story? We a news story? We have one surrounding the coronavirus. (laughs) I'm gonna let you read it too because you sent it to me.
0: Um, I did. You did.
1: Yeah, earlier in the week, um, Brian sends me this news article regarding a, uh, a a pastor trying to really make some sweet cash off of this uh, this whole deal. So I, I, I figured I'd turn the tables on you, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you read the article. Okay, since you you sent this one to me,
0: <laughs> we'll give this my best shot. Go Televangelist ahead. Jim Baker is warned to stop selling fake $100, $125 <laughs> coronavirus cure. <laughs> it's the silver solution that claims it can kill the disease in twelve hours and boost your immune system <laughs> by applying the gel all over your body. That's right, slather it up. Did you see, did you see the picture of Jim Baker? Yeah, that cat does not look like. I I don't remember Jim Baker looking like. I that. don't. I don't either. Like Google, you guys go Google Pastor Jim Baker. He looks like like an African American man who has bleached his skin. <laughs> uh, honestly, doesn't he? Like, yeah. that's not what I remember yeah. Jim Baker... Jim I know, I don't remember him looking right? like that, yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. It's crazy. Anyway, the office of New York, uh, the Attorney General's office, released a cease and desist letter to televangelist Jim Baker telling him to stop trying to sell people the fake cure for the coronavirus. Chief of the Healthcare Bureau gave Jim Baker's show... 10 days to comply with the letter that was sent i love sent to the convicted fraudster on you fraudster he has been convicted of fraud um for his previous crap the letter highlights um that during friday uh during february 12th screening of his show baker uh posted that the silver solution sold on the show's website would be effective against the coronavirus. <laughs> I mean,
1: makes sense. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, so Baker, who is, of course, an, a <laughs> huge Trump supporter, and I'm reading this. I'm, I, this isn't this coming is from, from me. the article. That's right. Uh, he asks this guest if the solution will work against the virus, to which the guest responds, let's say it hasn't been tested on the strain of the coronavirus, but it's been tested On other strains of the coronavirus and has been able to eliminate it within 12 hours. That's positive. That's positive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So the World Health Organization uh, has noted that there is no specific medicine to prevent or treat this disease. Don't you think the World Health Organization would know or the CDC? It would know if something
1: worked. Yeah, Not Jim they Baker. Would, they would have this figured out yeah. well before he did.
0: So therefore, any representation on the Jim Baker show that is its silver solution products are effective at uh, combating or treating the uh, 2019 Rona, this Man. violates the New York law. So, Jim Baker's in short going to jail again pretty
1: much. Yeah. Poor guy. well,
0: They've, it sells for one hundred and twenty-five dollars,
1: and it's basically, you know what it probably is. It's apple juice. A lot of uh, hand sanitizer in a bottle. That's probably that's <laughs>
0: probably actually all it is.
1: You did so good. That was good. No, I him. did. not. You did a great job. I'm not good at, you did a great job. I'm not
0: good at the news. Thank you for
1: sending me that because that was hilarious. <laughs> um, this has also been like before we go to a, a ad break here, with with the coronavirus pandemic that is still on the rise. Uh, this is the perfect time for Christians to spread faith rather than fear (laughs) all over their Facebooks. That being said, this time has resulted in some of the most hilarious Facebook content that I have ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Everyone has taken it upon themselves to spread that faith rather than that fear. And uh, it's a growing trend, but I'm telling you, some of these things are amazing. Like this article that was shared, it says that the doctor that tr- that uh, tested uh, Donald Trump for the coronavirus says that he ha- has tested negative. He does not have it. Not today, Jesus. Not. <laughs> she said, not today, Satan. Oh, Satan. Yeah, it was shared. Not today, Satan, with the praying hands. Uh, also, this sweet acronym for COVID, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is Christ over viruses and infectious diseases.
0: That's exactly what COVID stands for.
1: Um another one that I saw uh was a picture of someone uh spreading the blood over the doorpost from the Bible. Whose blood? The blood of Jesus protects our family against COVID nineteen.
0: So he's spreading he's it's a it's a cartoon character of a guy <laughs> putting blood over his door. So basically what they're saying is this guy's spreading the blood of Jesus over his door.
1: Right. Um and also my my favorite one here, it's a picture of this uh of uh, we've all seen what the coronavirus itself looks like with the little sprouts coming <laughs> off of it, the ball or whatever. It's depicted as a monster um with like bulging biceps and straight from Lilo and Stitch. Claws. Yeah. This gentleman is staring at this monster in a very angry fashion, yelling at it, saying, You look big, but my God is bigger.
0: I like the acronym one.
1: The acronym one is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute to talk all about Something I've been sitting on for the past three weeks that I'm really tired of learning. (laughs) I could not wait to get this episode over with. We'll be back to talk about Lakewood Church. This episode of the Not Religious Podcast is brought to you by Sumter Pest Management. This company is owned by my friend Gary West, and I'm really excited to tell you guys about this company because I have personally worked with Gary in the past and I can tell you from experience he's a very hardworking, honest, and solid dude all around. He offers general pest control, mosquito reduction, bed bug elimination, fire ant, and termite control. I want to highlight the general pest control for just a minute. It's really cool. So it's like a quarterly pest control program where he'll come out and sweep down spider webs, you um, treat the interior and exterior of your home, you know, just for those occasional invader type insects. It's really cool. If you have any issues between treatments, you can just call Gary. He'll come back out and retreat the house for the issue at no extra charge for you. Super solid. Have you heard of anyone else doing that? I don't think so. If you mentioned that you heard this ad to Gary, uh, that you heard it on the podcast, you can get $10 off the general pest service, and you can get it for $75. Go find him on Facebook, on Instagram, all that stuff. Visit his website, SumpterPest.com, or just give him a call at 803-316-5500. That's Sumter Pest Management for all your pest control needs. I have watched so many. Joel You're Osteen like I'm videos. over it. I'm so let's over. let talk about it. Listening so. to Joel Osteen, <laughs> and his creepy smile, and uh, he's got a good smile. He's got great teeth. I'll give him that. Um, but he looks like the Joker.
0: He does. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Um. Yes. So what we have decided to do with our last episode being about mega churches, we have decided to do a series on mega churches. That being said, we figured let's go ahead and get the biggest one in America out of the way and uh the most well-known i would feel because a lot of people they know they know bethel they know hillsong and they know other big churches but everyone knows exactly who joel osteen is so we're going to start out with the thanks oprah yeah thanks oprah the big kahuna himself this is our episode on lakewood church
0: Discover the champion in you.
1: That is the opening to their uh, their weekly television program. Actually, I think that's the old intro, but that's the one that I remember the most. I think they revamped it. Whatever. That's the one. Everyone knows.
0: Discover that overcomer in you, Blake. Yeah.
1: By opening up your wallet. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't say anything about Jesus, did they? Not a all. Play
0: thing. it again. Play you, you, you play it, play it again? again? I'll play it again. You're an overcomer.
1: More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Called to be a champion in life, All things are, possible. Things are, All possible.
2: Things are possible. Every possible, every river is possible at Lakewood.
1: At Lakewood, discover the champion in
0: you. So that's where you got to go to be a champion. Right. It
1: says nothing about God, nothing in any of that. You're a you, you are more than a conqueror,
0: not through God.
1: Discover not... it's a self discovery gotcha. thing. <laughs>
0: I understand you now. understand what I'm talking about yes. now? Okay. <laughs> I've been hearing these things about Lakewood <laughs> Church for all this time and I could not grasp it, but it's there, <laughs> there it in is. their freaking song.
1: <laughs> and maybe the new song is different. Maybe they maybe someone said something. I don't know. Didn't research into that very much. I just remember that being the song that would come on TBN every week. You know, my mom would have Sunday mornings, she would have a lot of televangelists on. I remember Lakewood being on those, and that's kind of where I first discovered Joel Osteen. Yeah, and, and
0: it's not like your mom is sitting on the couch glued to these things. No, She is the busiest woman in the world, Right. so her, what she would do is, because I lived there for a while, mm-hmm. she would turn on TBN on a Sunday morning and just let it run all day long right. yep. because that... I don't know. Like that was her routine and she's like doing laundry and cooking and outside cleaning and, you know, doing all kinds of house stuff. And I don't think she ever really sits ever until she sleeps, but (laughs) like that was, that's her routine. Oh, let me go turn on the TV and have this on.
1: Yeah. There were, there was a few that she would, actually take the time to sit and watch but you know once they get past a certain point she'll leave that on and just kind of let it ride but if she hears anything she'll stop what she's doing she'll make a note uh write it down on the little index card and keep it and put it in her bible and things like that so my mom has done that for as long as I can remember so that but that's where I first discovered Joel Osteen and I remember even way back then this guy's kind of weird he's a little creepy well, he looks kind of weird really creepy yeah and you're probably familiar with who we're talking about. Uh, you've probably all seen him. And we'll get to the controversies later on in this episode. But he kind of m- not made a comeback, but kind of don't a resurgence. Certain- don't call it a comeback. He made a resurgence whenever. Yeah, when Texas was hit with that hurricane, they kind of came back into everyone's.
0: Not for the best reasons.
1: No, not for the best reasons. But uh, him and Kanye West are real buddy-buddy now. So Which
0: I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. In fact, I was in a customer's car uh, a week or two ago, and they had Joel Osteen's Sirius channel playing with uh, some of his sermons. Did you know he had a Sirius I did channel? I didn't Yeah, he's got his own channel on Sirius. Okay. Um, and one of his sermons was going, and uh, there was an ad that cut in there, and there was, there's some type of which it probably got canceled in the midst of all this coronavirus crap. But um, there was an event coming up where uh, Kanye West and the, sur- the Sunday service was supposed to be performing – at this event that was tied with Lakewood. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it either. Mm. Very strange. But, let's get into it. We'll talk. Let's talk about Lakewood Church. Yes. So, Lakewood Church is a non-denominational Christian megachurch located in Houston, Texas. Averaging about 52,000 <sighs> attendees per week. 52,000. My goodness. Yes. Pastored by Joel Osteen and his wife, Victoria. Lakewood Church is a non-denominational, which means non-affiliated, for those of you who don't know. Um, while the leadership may be considered part of the Word of Faith movement. Brian, are you familiar with the Word of Faith? I am movement? What What is your your uh, familiarities with the Word of Faith movement?
0: So the Word of Faith movement is basically, so you have, a, it's part of an evangelical Christian movement, okay? Mm-hmm. And so it teaches, it's, believers and followers and everything that they can access the power of God or power of Jesus or any kind of power, um, power of faith, whatever, um, through speech, whether that is speaking over it or prayer or speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. So it is, um, it's mostly found in the charismatic, um, portions of Christianity. So you're, Pentecostal stuff, yeah. Your Assemblies of God, Church of God; those are they're not. They don't. They wouldn't declare themselves Word of Faith, but they Mm -hmm. are. They're they're Word of Faith associated, yeah. Basically, because they're they're going on the same principles. Kenneth uh, Hagen Mm -hmm. was the he's dead now. Um, He's the father of uh, the Word of Faith movement. Um, So basically what he is saying is listen if you're an evangelical christian it's not enough just to be charismatic you have to speak faith into things and mm. through things and 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 if you say it out loud basically if you and evoke god you know audibly then it happens
1: so they believe that you're not a true christian unless you Show evidence of that?
0: I, not. I wouldn't say a true Christian, yeah. but they've basically got the Christian mm-hmm. market cornered in their minds. Mm. Okay. Kind of like saying, mm, I mean, you're a Christian and everything, but you're not accessing the full deal of God. Like yeah. You don't have it all. Come over here and we can give you all of it.
1: Tight. And then implying that you're doing something wrong because you don't. Right. You show that evidence. Right. But I've experienced that. Yeah. Personally.
0: Yeah. But not, <laughs> not in the sense of you, cause you're trying to get them on your side. So mm-hmm. you don't want to offend them. Mm-hmm. So you got to be like, listen, you're not getting everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember being at a, um, at a conference one time and, and I had someone praying over me and, uh, I, I looked around me and there's a lot of people who are falling out. They're speaking in tongues And uh, they're just crying and all these things. And you know me, if a band is playing, I'm glued to what the band is doing. Right. I've always been that way. And watching the drummers and seeing what they're doing, what their techniques are, their gear, yada, yada, yada. So I'm glued to the band and someone is praying over me, puts their hands on my shoulders. Lord, please flow through this young man. Give him the ability to speak to you uh, in tongues and in all this stuff and I'm just like, I, I mean, I'm not opposing it, but I'm just, I'm not feeling the same way everybody else is feeling.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, to which I had another person that was saying that I was holding on to something and I wouldn't let it go and implying that I was living in sin still. And I I had to release that sin. I had to release it, which I wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) but I had to get that, out so i could fully experience what god was going to do through me because we all live And sin. i was like I, i'm just enjoying the music. It's i mean you guys do your thing but i'm enjoying the music and uh, so i didn't respond. And i don't know if they thought that maybe if they could touch me that something would happen definitely. But it didn't. And so i don't know if that just made the person mad but everything was different between between me and that person after that
0: really yeah
1: i never felt it was the same Mm.
0: because you never let go
1: yeah i guess but ultimately the the whole thing kind of opened my eyes to that and i kind of caught on that it was a you need to show evidence of this by running around yeah so like i'm just not not for that
0: they're also big into word of faith movement is also big into like like if you speak it yeah like if you if you want to be rich and successful, you need to speak it.
1: Okay, so like saying Prosperity. I'm going to yeah 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 be rich and successful. Right. Speak it into existence. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yep.
0: they're big into Jesus. Not only died for our sins, mm-hmm. he died for us to be like successful successful people.
1: Gotcha. This word of faith movement renounces poverty. Um, like you were just saying, and. Uh, physical suffering as either necessary uh, to a godly life or glorifying to Christ and teaches that salvation is won by Jesus on the cross uh, and it is included in wealth and prosperity for believers. Yeah, That's right. So if you are a Christian, then you should be wealthy. Yeah, there's no reason why.
0: (laughs) It's your own fault if you're not. If you're not.
1: If you're living dirt poor, then it's your own fault.
0: Paycheck to paycheck. That's just on you.
1: Well... Lakewood's humble beginnings need to be discussed. Originally called Lakewood Baptist Church, which I'm going to stop there for a second. Even if you switch to a non-denominational title, do you think a lot of places do that to bring more people in, yeah. but they just keep the core beliefs of a Baptist That's church? What
0: Furtick and them is big on that.
1: What did they start out as? i? I think he was a. Which we'll do. We'll do elevation. I
0: th- I I want to say, but he was of the free will Baptist okay. or Southern Baptist. So okay. the more charismatic of the ba- Baptist with a lot more Holy Ghost mm. spirit. Holy Spirit. They don't say Holy Ghost. They say yeah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit tie ins and everything. Gotcha. But now he's non denominational, but I think. I, b- I believe he's non denominational, but I think that's. Where he gets his everything from yeah. his doctrine, he pulls from that.
1: So it's just a a means to draw people in. When you yeah, not I, every time,
0: not every time. But I'm thinking of there's a huge um, Church of God pastor named Kevin Wallace, mm-hmm. um, phenomenal speaker um, who was very very successful. He left um, the Church of God uh, over some disagreements and. Uh, profit sharing. Yep. of basically Imagine what, that. yeah, of what Kevin had started, and the Church of God wanted basically wanted a piece of. Mm-hmm. So there were some disagreements there. There were some other things, but he left the. He turned in all of his Church of God credential mm-hmm. crap or whatever, and he's operating as an independent, non-denominational. But he pulls everything from his foundation as a evangelical church of God, Pentecostal minister, you know, so not every time are they trying to draw in. Um, Sometimes it's just a, there's something happened and they, they just want to get out of the, the clutches of the bigger organization. That
1: makes sense. So again, originally called Lakewood Baptist Church, it was founded by John Osteen, and his second wife, Ooh. Dolores, on Mother's Day, May 10th, 1959, inside of an abandoned feed store in northeast Houston. Uh, John was a John was a Southern Baptist minister, but after experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he founded Lakewood as a church for charismatic Baptists, mm-hmm. which you don't see a whole lot of.
0: I think that's what Furtick falls into.
1: Charismatic Baptists? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the church soon dropped Baptist from its name and became non-denominational. John and Dodie, which I want to point out, is not the short version of Dolores. (laughs) Okay. Dodie, or Dottie, or whatever you want, how you want to pronounce it, is short for Dorothy. Okay. Not Dolores. Fair enough. They hosted Lakewood's weekly television program, which could be seen in 100 countries worldwide. So after John kicked the bucket on January twenty-third, 1999, his youngest son, you know him, Joel Osteen, <laughs> took the head past role.
0: That's that's what we waited on.
1: That's what I that's what I had okay. queued up.
0: So I'm looking at a
1: picture of <laughs> Joel
0: here. Yeah, his hair is horrendous.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a half mullet. The it's it has all of the same it's characteristics very wavy. of a mullet. Yeah, it's very, very wavy, curly, but it's not as long. No, it's not like you know, he needs to do something with his hair. I think people would take him, though. He could do something. Do you think he should do like his son? Have you seen a picture of his son? I have not. He's very, you know, his son is very, uh, he looks very much like what a modern worship leader would appear to be. Okay. What's his son's Um, name? Um, his son's name actually do have Dottie, his name, not Dottie. Um, I have his son mentioned later on in my okay, notes I'll just here. look it up. We'll look it up whenever we get to his son. I, I, his name escaped me for the time being, but we will talk about his son in just a moment.
0: <laughs> I, I, I went to type in Joel Osteen's son, yeah, and it changed it to sin. Joel <laughs> Osteen's sin, and all these videos pop up.
1: Oh, no. Of him sinning? <laughs> I'd be afraid to open any of those. Jonathan. Osteen. Jonathan Osteen. Yeah, yep. he
0: looks pretty yeah, mainstream. Pretty mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Does he is
1: he still rocking the mustache? The video mm-hmm. I saw of him, he had the mustache. Yeah. Um I the the picture that you're looking at and that I'm looking at, I'm really shocked that no one has taken this picture and <laughs> photo edited it to make him look like the Joker. Mm. and to make his wife Victoria look like Harley Quinn, because it could be very easily done, and I'm surprised I have not seen that yet. However, this next picture that I have in my notes here that you're looking at, Brian, mm-hmm. is someone comparing a picture of Joel Osteen to a picture of the Joker from the comic books <laughs> in a meme someone <laughs> do you, created.
0: Do you? Okay, someone created that. That's someone not created him saying no, that. No, he didn't say that, but okay. someone
1: created a meme where it looked like Joel Osteen replied to this picture and said, stop sending me this crap.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: So, looking into Lakewood's beliefs, um, so the, the regarding salvation, uh, each service offers an altar call at the end of it in That's order good. for people to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. That's good. What What is your opinion of doing an altar call for every service, though?
0: Um. Okay. So, do you I've, think it's overkill?
1: Is it bad to say that mm. one would think it was overkill?
0: All right. So, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sound. Well. So much like. Someone knock?
1: No, it was my chair squeaking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, who the crap is knocking at the studio door? <laughs>
1: Joel Osteen Joel
0: people. Steen, no, <laughs> no.
1: Um. All
0: right. So, like, I'm gonna sound very douchey when I say this. Probably.
1: I don't think you're douchey at all. So say it.
0: Okay. I like the way our church does it.
1: I do too. Okay. I'm very on board with that.
0: I like it. Every now and then, there's there's an opportunity to come to an altar. Mm-hmm but it's very sporadic. Yeah. Like it just happens, you know? And and then after every service, they have a room Mm -hmm. set aside with people that they call it the let's talk room that you can go in there and you can talk more Mm -hmm. about Jesus and God and giving your life to God. Mm -hmm. I like that approach. I'm not saying I sound douchey because it's, Oh, it's the church we go to, but I, I like that approach because, you're actually getting explained what the yeah. crap you're doing. Yeah. I can't tell you a minute, how many times I've gone to the altar with someone mm-hmm. to pray over someone or or whatever, and they accept Christ, you know, and then, you know, the service is over, and you can kind of tell that there's this deer in the headlight look like, now what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what happens now? Mm-hmm. You know?
1: and Here's what I think about it. So,
0: and I'm afraid if you do it every time, that's that's what you, right? That's what you get. You get a lot of meaningless.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Salvations. So, I think it makes it a little bit more legit. I'm not saying that if you ever went to an altar and prayed and said the sinner's prayer or whatever, I'm not saying you're not saved. Here's why I think it's different. Whenever you have a separate room or something of that nature, so. When I got saved, um, I was in fourth grade. And for me, how they approached it, we had someone who came to the school I went to. We had chapel every Wednesday. We had a guy come in, guest speaker, and he kind of talked about that. And I mean, I don't remember them ever doing altar calls like that, but I remember him telling the story of, Jesus on the cross, and I'd heard the story over and over again, but for some reason that time, and I wish I knew who the guy was, uh, but that service in particular, he talked about like the reality of not being with God once you die. And it hit me a little different, and instead of having an altar call, he presented it as, you know, everyone, if you could bow your heads, close your eyes, no one looking around, we want to make this, as the least bit of of intimidating as possible, which I like doing that as well too. Uh, If you are not sure of where you would spend eternity if you were to die tomorrow, raise your hand. And so I raised my hand. I didn't know. I mean, I'm in fourth grade. I haven't experienced life yet, you know, but at a young age, I kind of understood what he was talking about. So I raised my hand and what what the guy that was up there said was, Teachers, take note of anyone that is in your class that has raised their hand, and I want you to speak to them about that sometime today, one-on-one with each one. And so that's what my teacher did. Um, He pulled me aside after school was over, and he was like, so you raised your hand at chapel today. You've had a little bit of time to think about this. Do you still feel the same way that you did earlier? And I said, yeah. And So he prayed with me, and so that was when I accepted Christ as my Savior. And I like that. Thinking back on it now, it was one-on-one. It was a, hey, you said this earlier. Do you still feel the same way? That way you're not responding to an emotion. That's what I was going to say. Right. right. And, And you see other people getting up and going out to the altar, so you feel like you should. And another thing, we would have those altar calls almost every service, and the same people would go down every time. Mm. And it wasn't for come down. If you are going through something and you want to pray about with somebody, it was come down. If you don't think that you'll be with Jesus, if you Mm. die tomorrow. Yeah. How many times are you going to get saved? As many times as it takes, right? (laughs) You know, so it's like you're wanting to count salvations at the end of it. So you can tally it up, you know, and you're Mm. counting the same people over and over again, because these people keep going down. I just, I I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's a problem. But again, if you if that is how you came to know the Lord was at an altar call, but you know it was legit, yeah, I am okay with that. One hundred percent okay with that.
0: Yeah, I think the emotion thing is very important too yeah. because you you get caught up in an experience or an emotional mm-hmm. state. Yeah. Um it it's kinda not the same, but you can equate it to alcohol. Yeah. You know, you get you're you're doing something. Your inhibitions are lowered because you have this chemical running through mm-hmm. you, your body. You know the dopamine and the adrenaline and everything going yeah. through with this emotional state that you're yeah. experiencing. That you're not going to make a sound decision, mm-hmm. or you don't know the severity of the decisions that you're making. So that's why I like it. I I just like it. To be explained to people mm-hmm. like and walked through and partner with them and help them and let them know that, listen, this is what you do now. Instead yeah. of like, hey. Here's a list of rules. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not a sinner anymore. Well, yeah, Yes, you are. Like, let's talk about that. You're, yeah. st- <laughs> you're still going to screw up and life is still going to suck. Yeah. But you have something to give you hope.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I like that. I like it a lot. Water baptism. Uh, The church believes that the Bible asks for this as a symbol and a testimony to faith in Jesus Christ, uh, in His cleansing power through His shedding of blood on the cross for us. Baptism is practiced every Saturday night in the church's chapel.
0: I mean, with fifty thousand people, you got to do it every night. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, man. When
1: were you? Have you ever been water baptized? Yeah, you have. Yeah. When were you baptized?
0: Um. I was baptized in in a non-catholic setting mm-hmm. when I was 20 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20,
1: 20. I was baptized shortly after that uh talk with my teacher. Okay. Um I had uh where I was going to church at the time they were doing a water baptism and my teacher told me that uh which the the school that I went to and the church that I went to did not share the same beliefs about a lot of different things. Right. But he told me, however, your church does it. Um, this is something that is just like a physical representation of you going down, coming up, cleansed, washed of, um, born again and born again. Uh, I would, I would suggest doing it. You don't have to, but I would would suggest doing it. It's just, it's, there's something special to it. So I took note of that. And I was baptized whenever I was in fourth grade. Um, That's the only time I've ever been baptized. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, communion. The church believes that the Bible asks for this as an act of remembering what Jesus did on the cross, and it is offered every week in the New Beginnings Room, which is just down from the bookstore. So, after you purchased your $20 book from Joel Osteen, then Mm -hmm. you can go have communion, which... I don't know if they charge for communion wafers. No, they don't. Oh, I'm just kidding. Stop. I just made a stab. I made a little stab. Stab, 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 stab twist, stab. And uh growing relationship with Christ. Lakewood believes that every believer um, should be in a growing relationship with Christ by obeying God's word, yielding to the Holy Spirit, and by being conformed to the image of Christ.
0: We believe it so much, we're not going to put it in our song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Discover the championing you yeah. why don't we take another ad break um that was good we did good dives good dive. in, in each of those categories oh, we so we were kind of condescending no not in the least bit and okay. that's not what we do here um <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a break and we'll be back in just a little bit Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Blake. And this is Brian. And we want to take a second to tell you about one of our fine sponsors of the podcast. That is Faith Attire. Faith
0: Attire.
1: That's right. Finding answers in the heart. If you go to faithattire.co right now and browse their catalog, you're going to see something that you love. I guarantee it. That's Brian, right. What's the promo code that people can use today?
0: If you use the promo code NRP116, NRP116, you'll get 15% off any of their goods.
1: Sweet, check them out, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, no church is ever short of controversies. before we get into that, before we I get, get... Do
0: feel a little bad <laughs> about being so condescending, yeah, because I'm sure. Here, listen. yeah I, i'll I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there. Should have done this in the beginning.
1: Screw that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am sure I am positive that God is using the people at Lakewood Church. Yeah. God is pouring into those people. Absolutely. In some sort of way. Yes. I'm not taking away from that. I'm sure I'm positive that God is using it. Mm -hmm. Positive. That being said, there are just some things (laughs) what they put out Mm -hmm. front the people that they put out front and what they're involved with and who they are that are a little bit. Eh. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I just want to put that out there.
1: And that's a lot of places. That's a, every place. Too. Yep. You're going to find a, that every place. If you nitpick every church you came across, you're bound to find something. Every place. There's just a lot of weird stuff that there's, happens there's here. Lot. There's a lot of weird and stuff it's, that happens and it's, at Bethel. And it's big. And it's, huge. And it's yeah, big. exactly. Every, it's, it gets way more publicity than any other place would. Right because they have 52,000 attendees, exactly. right? So Exactly. Keep that in mind, yes. folks. That being said, no church is ever short of <laughs> controversies, especially mega churches that are in the public eye. In the public. Look at that. Um we have talked about prosperity preachers before, however, when they have asked Joel Osteen if he was a prosperity preacher, He responded that if prosperity means God, I'm going to say it in his voice, okay? Well, if prosperity means God, I want people to be blessed and healthy and have good relationships. (laughs) How was that? That was creepy. In that case, then he does consider himself a prosperity preacher. Oh, okay. But if it's about money, he doesn't consider himself a prosperity preacher.
0: No, he's not in it for the money.
1: No, not one bit. On October 14th in 2007,
0: 60 Minutes. Good old 60 Minutes.
1: Love it. 60 Minutes ran a 12-minute segment on Osteen titled, Joel Osteen Answers His Critics. During which, Reformed theologian Michael Horton said that Osteen's message is heresy. Heresy! That's right. Horton stated that the problem with Osteen's message is that it makes makes religion about us instead of about God. Just listen to the song. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. All right. Mm. Hurricane Harvey. Here we go. You remember when that all I happened? Do. I do. Um, So during the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Harvey, Osteen received significant criticism in response to not making Lakewood Church, which is a 606,000 square foot, 16,000 seat Lord. former basketball arena. Available, available as an emergency shelter for those displaced by the storm. The church and associate pastor John Gray will come back John to him Gray. in just a little bit. John Gray took to social media about it almost immediately and said that the church was quote inaccessible due to severe flooding. Mm. In a subsequent inter, a, a subsequent interview, Osteen countered the claim that floodwaters closed the church, saying quote. The church has been open from the beginning, and uh, we have always been open. How this notion got started uh, that we're not a shelter and we're not taking people in is a false narrative. Unquote. Hmm. So I don't know why John Gray said that it could not open due to the flooding. Yeah, when in reality, it was totally fine the entire time. Oh okay. Uh, so on the evening of August twenty eighth, it was announced by Lakewood that it would open at noon the next day as an available shelter. Oh, that's good. Uh, opening to storm uh, to storm victims and emergency personnel on August 29th.
0: ninth. Oh, well, that makes sense.
1: And then after all that happened, they had a holiday named after him. Oh. So on <laughs> on August fifteenth. Uh, the city of Houston and Mayor Sylvester Turner proclaimed a Lakewood Church Day in honor of Lakewood's assistance in the rebuild efforts across the Houston area. Look at that. Mm -hmm. It stated that Lakewood has provided assistance to more than 1,150 Houston area families whose homes were damaged or destroyed by floodwaters and brought $1.1 million in building materials, furnitures, appliances, and paid labor as well as through the contribution of more than 2,500 volunteers. So get off of his
0: back. He did what he needed to
1: do. He did good. He did good.
0: Although (laughs) Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, made landfall in Texas, August 25th. Uh, (laughs) Whoops. Just August 25th. Mm -hmm. Just putting that out. Keep that in mind. You you would think you would make the announcement that you're going to be a shelter
1: on August 20th. Yep. (laughs) It took him a while, but you know, but he he got there. He got there. He got, he got there, and I think he got there because people started crapping all over him in the church. Uh, John Gray coming out and saying that it was not even they weren't able to do it because of flooding.
0: You remember the pictures that they showed? Mm-hmm. They were talking about how it's flooded mm-hmm. and the water wasn't even mm-hmm. like up to the steps.
1: Yep. <laughs> In a video posted by a local news station in Houston, however, have, have you seen this video? I have not. It's funny. Joel Osteen appears aggravated, and he's looking around at all the people, seeming as if he regretted opening the church Oh boy. and had fake smiles the entire way. So this video, they are in the church, and you can see people walking around, just everyday people, probably getting into things <laughs> like children, like I would, touching things, opening things, you know, whatever. Joel Osteen is looking around as the reporter is talking and about to ask him a few questions. And the way he looks, he is just like, this was a mistake.
0: What did I do? And
1: as soon as the lady asks him a question, he goes to answers. He flips the switch. That smile comes on. And he's like, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that everyone was safe. Mm. So body language tells otherwise. Yes. I, I, I'm, Maybe I he was just having a bad day,
0: Blake. Mm,
1: yep. So I am I feel like I can read body language pretty well. And watching that video, I was like, he hates that. He hates all those people walking. He doesn't hate the people. He hates that people are walking around and are getting into things and are accessible to the church now. You know? Yeah. Go watch the video. It's very interesting. It is.
2: Okay. Next controversy. I just watched it. You did? Mm. What, do you, what do you think? What does his body language tell you? Yeah. He's uncomfortable. He's like, you. what the crap is yeah. happening <laughs> <it> right now? <laughs>
1: He hates it. Next controversy. Okay. Right. Uh, did Victoria Osteen assault a flight attendant? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna read this article. Um, I felt like it, the article broke it down the best way uh, that it could, so I'm just gonna read the article and then do a follow up on this. A flight attendant suing the wife of the mega church evangelist Joe. This comes from NBCNews.com, by the way. Um, uh, uh megachurch evangelist Joel Osteen told a jury that she was simply doing her job when she was attacked without provocation. Mm. Continental Airlines flight attendant Sharon Brown testified that Victoria Osteen approached her and was upset and angry before the start of a 2005 flight from Houston to Colorado. So it's been a while. In her lawsuit, Brown accuses Victoria Osteen of verbally and physically abusing her and another flight attendant when a spill on the armrest of the woman's first-class seat was not quickly cleaned up. Ooh, you better clean that up. Yep. Quote, I asked her to calm down, and when she came to me, she was very upset. She was shaking her sunglasses in my face, Brown Ooh. testified. I asked her, what could I do for you? I did everything I thought I could do in that situation. So Brown testified that Victoria Osteen threw her against a bathroom door and elbowed her in the left breast.
0: Ooh, elbow to the titty! Titty Titty shot. <laughs>
1: brown even said that after that she remained courteous and tried to help her mm.
0: <laughs> so this is just because
1: her drink because there was a up? spill on the armrest and it wasn't cleaned up quick enough uh, okay. quote i looked her in the eyes and realized she was looking at the cockpit um i positioned myself in front of the cockpit brown said i was still trying to understand what was going on because it happened so quick My main concern was I wasn't going to let this lady in the cockpit. Now, what do you think Victoria Osteen would have done had she gotten in the cockpit?
0: She would have went
1: straight Karen on the pilots. (laughs) I want to talk to the pilot, please. Where's the
0: the manager? Can I
1: speak to your pilot? (laughs) Brown is saying... (laughs) Brown is seeking damages account, um, amounting to 10% of Victoria Osteen's net worth. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, She also wants an apology and compensation for counseling expenses. Mm. Both Thank Victoria Osteen and Joel Osteen, who was on the same flight, testified that no attack took place. Before Brown testified, her her attorney, Reginald McCammy, briefly recalled Joel Osteen... Um, to the to the witness stand and asked him if his family received any special treatment during the check-in um, and at security from a church volunteer who works for Continental Airlines. Joel Osteen said he and his family stood in line like everyone else and that the Continental employee was just being a friend there to meet me. Brown testified that she suffers from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder because of the incident and that her faith has been affected. Oh. Um, I quote, I didn't want to lose my job because I felt I had to take a stand. She testified. I felt I was no longer going to allow people to get away with bad behavior. I was very nervous about my job situation. The federal aviation administration fined Victoria Osteen $3,000 for interfering with a crew member. The Osteen said that they did not want to pay the fine, uh, but thought it would be best to put the incident uh, behind them, even though they felt they did nothing wrong. So they went ahead and they paid it off. Yeah. They paid it off.
0: So did she? I'm looking. She no. It it was dismissed.
1: So yeah. So a jury found that Victoria Osteen did not assault the flight attendant during an argument, um, and she would not have to pay damages. The verdict came after only two hours of deliberation, mm-hmm. and Victoria mouthed the words "thank you" to the jury um, as its decision was announced, and then in tears hugged her lawyer, Rusty Hardin, one of the most prominent defense lawyers in Texas.
0: Well. And she then goes and says, it's a great vindication and shows shows us the faithfulness of God. That's right.
1: God's faithful. God is faithful every way. She also said, I'm so glad it's over. And she said, it's the truth, and the truth always stands firm. Boom. Religious and racial tension ran through the week-long proceedings during which the episode was dissected sure? in great detail. One witness suggested that Victoria Osteen, who is white, mm. by the way, um, had been dismissive of Miss Brown and another flight attendant because they were black. I could see that. Yep. Several members of the church turned up to support the Osteens every day and at times were praying in the courtroom. Some wept and praised God after the decision Some was announced. wept? Wept. All she had, had to do was pay a fine, chill out. Um, no one disputes that an argument broke out between Miss Osteen and Miss Brown after a spill the size of a quarter. <laughs> That's all That's it a was. Big spill, though. That a was plane? it, man.
0: You mm-hmm. get a little space. That's a big spill.
1: I guess it depends on how big your hands are. <laughs> um after a spill the size of a quarter was discovered on the armrest of Miss Osteen's first class seat. The disagreement caused the flight to be delayed mm. and the Osteen family was escorted from the plane. Miss Osteen, like I said, paid the three thousand dollar fine. Um, but she would not admit that she did anything wrong, and then the foreman closed the lawsuit and said that it was a waste of time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, what what do you think about all that? I don't know. What what does Victoria Osteen's body language tell you that she would beat up a flight attendant? Oh,
0: she'd go straight, Karen. So, no one else on the plane witnessed it, though. That's my thing. Like you did.
1: There was another flight attendant that witnessed it. Okay, because she said that she also. Felt that Miss Osteen was treating her different. Um, now she wasn't abused or anything like that, but she said she was very dismissive because mm. we were black. Mm. That's what she. Was I saying. can see that. So, all right. Another what's gal. Next? What's next? next, next controversy comes from a copyright lawsuit against Joel Osteen. Oh, in 2011. In a dispute over a licensing agreement, the band The American Dollar brought a copyrighted infringement lawsuit against Lakewood church and Joel Osteen and Victoria Osteen for $3 million for alleged unauthorized use of their song signaling through the flames on DVDs and television broadcasts. The case was dismissed. Just like that. Just as quick as they brought it up, they were like, then whatever. But here's the thing. Is that band not entitled to say something because they used their song yeah. For profit and Probably. didn't ask the band if they could use their song. Yeah,
0: there needs to be, there's more to why that. Why does it get dismissed? I don't
1: know. I'll tell you why it gets dismissed. Because of God. <laughs> <laughs> some would argue and say that. That's what they're some saying. Would, some would argue and say that because if you ever bring anything against a man of God, you are always going to fall You're flat on your back. You're down, baby. Here's the thing. This band took the time to write a song, mm. to record the song, spent money on studio time. On equipment. We don't know all the intangibles, though. We don't. We don't know everything that happened. But the fact that it was just dismissed.
0: We don't know why it was dismissed. It was
1: mysteriously dismissed.
0: Does it say mysteriously? No, i put that in. <laughs> but seriously, people, would, people they, would look. But their suit could have not been prepared the right way. You know, so it went to court. They didn't have all the things that they were supposed to have to file the suit against the people, proof, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it gets dismissed.
1: That's a bunch of gobbledygook.
0: It is. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about John. I bought a Lamborghini Gray. (laughs) I cannot
1: wait to talk about John Gray. So when we were doing our Mega Church Mania episode, I had a whole segment just on John Gray, and I said, you know what? This is way too much to include in this one episode about mega churches in general. When we talk about Lakewood, we'll talk about John Gray. Mm -hmm. So John Gray, former associate pastor for Lakewood Church, Bought his wife a $200,000 Lamborghini and caught some major flack for it. Like every defensive pastor caught in some heat, he took the Facebook Live. <laughs> let, let me stop, you, his there. stop you there. Okay, stop.
0: So here's the first <laughs>
1: problem I have. Hear okay. me out. Hear me out. I'm, I'm listening.
0: If you're John Gray mm-hmm. and you have thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands, mm-hmm of followers on Mm -hmm. social media. Right. Why would you post a picture of your wife's new Lamborghini? Like nothing in the back of your, this is maybe where the Holy Spirit would come in and say, you probably shouldn't do that Mm -hmm. because it's going to come back to bite. Mm -hmm. So why the crap? Does anyone know that he bought this car in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Because he put it out there. Mm -hmm. He's an idiot.
1: Yep. All right. And we'll get to why I immediately had thoughts that ran through my mind and they turned out to be true. So he took to Facebook Live to defend his actions and said, quote, it wasn't a pastor that bought the car. It was a husband that bought the car. It's true though. I'm a husband first. Don't confuse what I do with who I am. What I do is I pastor God's (laughs) people. (laughs) What I do is I pastor God's people. Who I am is a husband and a father, and I'll do anything to honor them. And I won't ask permission for anybody to do it. Listen, don't (laughs) attack
0: his rib. My
1: rib. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to refer to Allie as my rib from here on out. Let me know how that works. (laughs) Come here, my little rib. (laughs) (laughs) Aventer Gray um, posted on her. That's his That's his wife. That's his wife. Aventer Gray posted on her Instagram defending his move, posting a list in all caps of Gray's numerous other sources of income. Mm. So she gave a list and she was like, don't think he took it because from church money. Right. Um, but a quote, she said, my hubby is a hard worker. He worked his whole life and he saved to bless his wife. He gives away cars, full houses of furniture and the coats off of his back. Makes makes sense. Very defensive lady. Yeah. So Gray eventually left Lakewood and took a job pastoring Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina. South Carolina. So he's in our he's in our state. Yep. Uh, Gray once asked his congregation to foot the bill for repairs to the church roof, <laughs> to the tune of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, in addition to what's already collected for weekly tithes and offering.
0: Yeah, I mean you know
1: uh, the request came after he said that Relentless inherited millions of dollars in debt which the church to, uh when the church took over the building from outgoing pastor Ron Carpenter who moved his redemption ministry to California after 25 years in South Carolina. Mm. Gray broke down the church's financial need by saying the roof repairs could be made if 2500 people gave $100 mm-hmm. and more than half could be raised if 500 people gave away $300.
0: That's good math.
1: It's great math. And for people like me, that's hard. <laughs> Ah, uh, quote, uh so now we need four hundred and ninety nine because I got three hundred dollars on it. Anyone else? Boom. Bam. He's putting three hundred on it. Right, straight up. So he's encouraging everyone else right. to give three hundred dollars and dig deep in their pockets to dig give deep. away money. Three hundred. Yep. The work must continue. This is not a plea for money. Not it at all. A, no, not at all. It's not a plea for money, it's a plea for a partnership so we can be what we're supposed to be. It is your godly duty to give away three hundred dollars.
0: No, you need a roof, Blake. <laughs> you're so negative now
1: we're about to get into the affair and with we, the roof <laughs> that he had with the roof <laughs> with the roofer the roofer oh crap really took a turn so when the whole thing with the lamborghini came out i said that man's cheating on his wife <laughs> that was my initial reaction i said the man's cheating on his wife and he's covering up and trying to make himself look like the best husband in the world by posting on his social media that he bought his wife a Lamborghini. That runs through my mind. Didn't say it out loud. Ran through my mind. Lo and behold, he actually cheated on his wife. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So Gray claimed that he had an emotional affair with a strange woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute.
0: Does that mean the woman's?
1: She's a weirdo. She's, she's just a weird. She's not a stranger. She's just she's, a strange woman. She likes woman. to eat her toenails <laughs> and pick her nose. No, it, oh. no. He said he had an, an emotional affair with a strange woman, but she anonymously came forward and said that that was all a lie. Apparently, it was, very, it was a lie in the sense of, of an emotional affair. It was actually very physical.
0: And she is not
1: strange. And, <laughs> and she said, I'm not strange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite normal. Uh, Gray and his wife, Aventer, spoke to uh, V103's The Morning Culture morning, Radio morning,
2: Show. <laughs> morning. <laughs> uh,
1: morning Culture Radio Show in Atlanta and said, quote, The truth is, I put my wife in harm's way. Uh, there was someone who I knew for many, many years, all the way into my teenage years, and we were helping her. And then Aventer added, word we. Nobody ever asked us. Gray continued, It went from, uh, it went from help um to there was a place in me that never healed and and that just surfaced and by the way this was almost a year and a half ago this um uh, this is important because people think it's it's now and it's not everything that y'all heard my wife said voicemails she heard keep that in mind we're going to talk about hmm. the voicemails for a second okay now, i found a video on youtube with these voicemails that part of it and i'll get into it in a minute but they they This woman, this strange woman, released these voicemails and you can go on YouTube right now and find a good portion of them, but not the whole thing. And I'll tell you why. So Mm -hmm. let's listen to the first part of the voicemail.
0: Yo, are you like ignoring me now? I'm just trying to make sure. Let me get this straight. I'm being ignored by someone who I had fought to
1: succeed
0: into. Get resources to I'm in your city and I can't get a call back. I just wanted to make sure I got my facts straight. Got
1: it. Okay. There's the first voice. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Unless he said unless the
0: sowing the seed is a completely (laughs) different thing.
1: (laughs) Define sowing the seed. (laughs) Your seed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the second voicemail that was released.
0: When you get this message deleted, my wife saw our text messages from Friday. She knows you were in the same hotel as me, and she does not know.
1: That's where it cuts off. Now, why this person who released these voicemails in a YouTube video said they didn't want to play the next part of the voicemails doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I found out what it said in the next. What did it say? How did you find out? Who do you know? I did some digging. I know some people. Um, No, but he said that he didn't want to release the video on YouTube because it would have been too hurtful for Aventur's wife or uh, John Gray's wife, Aventur, to hear again and again. So he wouldn't put the other part of it on there. Anyway, this is what the rest of that voicemail said. Uh, So he said, and she does not know that I went to your room. She doesn't remember me leaving. And she's got your number. That's what the rest of the voicemail said. So uh, I mean,
0: nothing's happened so far. So there's no proof of anything.
1: So here's what happened. They go to the town that this strange woman lives in. They get a hotel. So John Gray sets it up to where the strange woman is in the same hotel as his wife. <laughs> I mean that's that's convenient. And then he <laughs> and then he leaves. That's convenience. And then I think she. Um, she saw his phone and saw text messages and stuff like that. And so it all just kind of, kind of blew up. So, right. and he called her and he was like, you got to delete these voicemail. You got to delete the text messages. You got to delete everything. Cause now my wife knows.
0: Knows what though? See, we don't know. We don't know the full story.
1: Oh, we know. <laughs> uh, so he also blamed this emotional affair on his childhood. Makes Quote, uh, things that happened in my marriage predated my marriage. The brokenness in me happened when I was four years old. I was abused on the front lawn of 806 East Mitchell. And so from then on until now, I'm still trying to find myself. And I'm still trying to figure out who likes me for me. I felt like people from back home knew me. Long story short, conversations became more involved. And instead of going to my wife and my God and my trusted counselors, I went to someone else. Being in the presence of someone one time, does not mean that I slept with her? I did not. Well, there you go. So the strange woman who chose to remain anonymous said that she ran into financial issues and it snowballed into, quote, I just love you so much. I've always loved you, and I would go into more details, but it's a little bit too much. I've read the other statement, and it's just a little too uh, X-rated, if you will, oh. for this podcast. So. Now Gray is saying that she lied, which basically means he is confirming that the anonymous woman is the person that he had the affair with. So, what do you think, Brian? You think he...
0: I think he definitely had an emotional
1: affair. Mm-hmm. Do you, you think know? it was physical?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So anytime, and this is just a public service announcement mm-hmm. from someone who's been married for 17 years, Good any job. anytime you go outside of your marriage to confide in someone, And it doesn't matter the excuse that he made that, you know, from my childhood or whatever, even if you're having self-image issues, if you don't believe in yourself, um, at the end of the day, number one, you need to work on the marriage that you have Mm -hmm. to ensure that it's a safe place for you to be vulnerable enough to share those things. Once you go outside of the marriage to get validation for anything,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you've, you've screwed up. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's two ways to go about this. And so he admits to it here. So he says, you know, listen, I, I did the wrong thing. Instead of going to my wife and my God and my counselors, I went to somebody else. Um, so all that to say, he, he did screw up. Mm-hmm. he screwed up and he owned up to it. Yeah. Um which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I will say if anyone's listening and you're in the same predicament, you think that you can't get validation from your spouse or anything like that, you need to work on the on, on your marriage. You don't need to go outside your marriage because that will ruin a marriage. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. What I also find is interesting is in a lot of cases like this and with men in particular, the whole truth doesn't come out right until things get to the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. And then the whole truth comes out. So I hope that this is the end of it. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's all that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was planning on doing more, yeah. but it never happened. And it got stopped and called out. And, you know, he's changed from it. I hope that's what happened. Yeah. Um, the likelihood of that being who he is in the position of power, Mm -hmm. the amount of power and resources and money and the way he can easily operate in secret, Mm -hmm. you know, and arrange things. I mean, if he wanted to go out of town for air quotes business, he could go out of town for business and his wife would just be accepting of it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, hopefully this is, it didn't get physical. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, saw the air in his ways and stopped it before it got out of control. The likelihood of ha- that happening with a person of his stature. Yeah. Very, very slim. Yeah.
1: So, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I meant to go back and look this up before we talked about it, but if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that the first service that he had uh at Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina, they came out, and that was when all this was going on. Oh, and comes out on stage and brings his wife out on stage, and he kind of talked about it for a minute, and then she she took the mic. From him, and just started going on about the strange woman, and uh, she wasn't going to let this affect their marriage. And she wasn't going to let this destroy their marriage, and yada yada yada. And can you imagine if that was the first service that you're they were sitting open, there like, and you're sitting Whoa? there like, "All right, <laughs> so uncomfortable right now." <laughs> so, in conclusion, to our our Lakewood um, dissection here, people are still very divided. On Lakewood, despite it being a, a very successful mega church, the biggest mega church in the country, people are still kind of unsure about how they feel about it, mainly because of Joel Osteen. He's sold many books and has his own serious radio station. Mm-hmm. And they're also very charitable people. You got to give them that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, good. Yeah. Spent roughly $90 million during the fiscal year, according to a financial statement from 2017. Uh, weekly services and programs. 31.7 million dollars. Uh Night of Hope Night of Hope events was um 6.7 million dollars. Their TV ministry 25.1 million dollars. General and administrative 11.5 million dollars. Fundraising um 11.9 million dollars. Uh mission and outreach 1.2 Oof, million dollars. That's the lowest one. That is the lowest one though. So take that as you will. He creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> He makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to be in a room with the guy alone. Something that we need to, we need to add while all this coronavirus stuff is going on is how are the mega churches handling the COVID-19 situation? Huh. Because I feel like there's a lot of churches that have been affected because they've had to resort to live streaming. I know a mega church is capable of doing that, but for places that are so big, I'm sure it's an, a huge adjustment for them. So how are they handling COVID nineteen.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, they're live streaming. And yeah. I confirmed that they were live streaming because I went to Lakewood's website this morning mm-hmm. to see if they were. Yeah. And I clicked and I watched it for a second and I was looking around because Joel Osteen is talking like he's looking at all the people that are in the seats in that mm-hmm. what what was a basketball arena. But there's no one there. No one's there. Yeah. He's you can see the normal. the chairs kinda in the front row. No mm-hmm. one's sitting there. So He's treating it like it's a normal service, but they are live streaming. And then Osteen announced an emergency blood drive due to the health officials telling him that there was a shortage, a shortage of blood supply. So he started a blood drive in Houston. Maybe he's a vampire. He could be a vampire. Here's my thing: Isn't COVID nineteen a respiratory thing? It is. So what are we doing blood drives for? Don't no, I'm not a medical. I hadn't professional. figured out. The, <laughs> I hadn't figured out why we're doing a blood drive. In the midst of a respiratory virus that's sweeping the nation. We should be doing an air drive. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so as of right now <laughs> in Houston, due to the coronavirus, 19 people have tested positive for COVID-19. Ooh. And in the Houston area, um, which includes Harris and surrounding counties, 107 cases have been counted. So hmm. it's, it's pretty prominent in Houston right now, but they're doing a blood drive. So don't worry. Don't worry. Go donate blood to the
0: church. (laughs) So they spend $31 million on weekly services and programs. Mm -hmm. Man, what does that even mean? I want a breakdown of that.
1: Yeah, because that's not even the TV ministry, which at first I thought would have, well, that's probably tied into televising and things. It's not. TV ministry is a total. And and then $25.1 million just for the TV ministry.
0: That's, that's mission
1: and outreach gets a
0: That's not a week. Uh, I'm sorry, for a year. For the year. For a yeah. year.
1: That's the year. It is kind of sad to look at the the mission and outreach as only a, 1 point. And it's a lot.
0: That's a that's a good number,
1: but in comparison to everything else that they have going TV on in ministry. Yep. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a little sad. I th- I feel like they could do better with that. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got for Lakewood. Yeah, so
0: I think the biggest problem with Lakewood that everyone has is good old Joel's approach on God and Jesus and the Trinity and yeah that whole quip about him not saying that you have to accept Jesus to yeah. to go to heaven and so everyone knows about that so you almost wonder like how is this guy so big? Yeah. How is this church so big? Yeah. And I think it it comes from that he's preaching easy gospel. You know, he's preaching something sprinkled with Jesus, sprinkled yep. with God. Enough it, to uh, right, right, keep your attention. Right. And it's, but it's geared toward yourself mm-hmm. and people want to feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. People want to know that they can overcome things mm-hmm. and people know that they are more than a conqueror.
1: They're a champion in life.
0: Right. Instead of focusing on the only reason you can be that way is through God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's not the only way, but it is the, I think non-believers can be champions of life, you know, and can be successful and overcome things. But without that, that promise of God, which is supposed to, in your faith, make it easier and make it um more comforting and yeah. You know, it's just uh it's a little sprinkling of Jesus with a feel good, you can do it motivation. Yeah. Motivational speech.
1: I think that's why a lot of people enjoy right Joel that's Osteen. It's very what I mean. uh, uh it, it's like a, there's a thousand self help books and podcasts out now, but I think that Joel Osteen sparked this self-help movement that a lot of people are still clinging on to that have been doing it for almost 20 years now. I feel like, you know, well, yeah, because he's, you know, his dad died in 99. So he took over and it's kind of sparked this movement. A lot of people get a lot out of that and that's great, but there's something and it. And it, there's not a whole lot on Joel Osteen as far as his, any more controversies that are like detrimental to his position as a pastor but something's just off and yeah I have a, I get a sense about people there's some things that just make me uncomfortable and there's something about Joel Osteen I just can't quite put my finger on it but I don't trust the guy And that's kind of where I'll I'll leave that all right let's take a break and we'll be back to do some music in just a moment Hey guys, this is Blake and I'm Brian and we're here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Not Religious podcast and that is The Found Sheep. If you head on over to thefoundsheep.net right now, you can check out their great collection of hats, beanies, shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. Their hats are especially, especially dope. Am I right, Brian?
0: You are right on That's point.
1: That's right. And why don't you go ahead and tell them about their their outreach there.
0: Yeah, so everything that they create is designed to point souls to Jesus and to remind believers that he is our good shepherd. Man, they give 10% of all of their profits to the local church, and another 10% provides outreach to people who serve in need all
1: around the world. Well, I'll be doggone. That's right. That's awesome.
0: An apparel company with a mission.
1: That's exactly right. Go check out their stuff. They got really neat stuff. And we also have a neat little promo code for all of our listeners today. That's Brian, right. what's that promo code?
0: If you type in not religious, that's not religious in all caps, after you fill your little goodie basket up with all of your merch, guess what? You'll get 10% off. Woo!
1: Heck yeah, dude
0: that's just for our listeners. So thank you guys, go ahead and check them out on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and help support the foundsheep.net.
1: Boom. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome. Uh, we're uh we're going to do our music segment now. Um it feels like I've been sitting on this uh this segment for a while because I've gone back and forth with so many songs over the past three weeks, and we're finally getting able to do some music. So I'm so excited about this. Brian, yeah, what is your song for this week?
0: AGR Bang. AJR. A-J-R. It's, it's an A-J-R. AGR. <laughs> GNR. AJR Bang. It's such a fun song.
1: Did Alec introduce you to this song?
0: Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and rock is so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park, working while in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm
2: thinking it's time to grow. Here we go. So put your-
0: Like I'm gonna puke Cause my tax is a
1: do my best we'll begin with a one That's a good two. I like that a lot I looked it up um, So I was like Man, I, I wonder I've never heard of that band I'd like to know more about them It's, a, it's a, a trio of brothers It is It's pretty cool mm-hmm. So my song for this week Comes from Matt Skiba And the Skiba. Secrets Skiba. Yep. Uh, Matt Skiba and the Secrets Secrets being spelt with a K um, that's although so I, I cannot figure out why because this album that they did is called Cuts and it is spelt with a K. And this song is called Lonely and Cold. Cold is spelt with a K, and I could not figure out the significance as to why they did that. So <gasps> KKK. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's not the reason <laughs> why they did it. And it's just something cool that they decided <laughs> to do. Matt's keeping the secrets consisted of a bassist from AFI and the touring drummer for My Chemical Romance. Hmm. Interesting enough, this song is called Lonely and Cold. That's all she wrote. It's a good song. It's
0: good. Very catchy.
1: So we have a, a a review this week. Oh. Um, this actually comes from <laughs> we talked about this before we started. So I've been I've been out of high school for 10 years now. Gosh, has it been I know. It's been 10 years since I've been in high school. Where I went to school at was a small school and I went there my whole life and I did not know teachers by their first names. So, Miss Wilson, I need you to forgive me. Whenever I had to like really look up how to pronounce your first name, and I finally got it, Marlena, 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 Mar- Mar- Marlena. Yeah. Anyway,
0: one, two, three, Marlena.
1: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call Marlena. her Miss Wilson because that's what I knew her as. So, uh, she commented on our last episode and said, "Hi Blake, I'm finally in a location where I can listen to your podcast, and I'm usually in the North Carolina mountains with very little service and cannot get your show to load well enough." Uh, but today I am in New Jersey, and the service is excellent. You and Brian are fantastic. What? Yep. Um, I fully enjoyed listening, and I plan to listen uh, to a few mothers while a few mothers. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna listen to <laughs> a, few, a few mothers, mother episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I fully enjoyed and plan to listen to a few others while I'm here. You are very entertaining and and get your messages out very clearly. Keep up the great work. You have a wonderful ministry. Folks, you heard it here first. Not Religious Podcast. You heard it here only. Only. (laughs) is a ministry. Not Religious Podcast is a ministry. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Okay. You gotta get quicker on the things. I always have the volume turned down because uh, I fade from the out. Song. Yeah, and so I'm like, "Oh crap!"
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: so there. Thank you so much, Miss Wilson, for listening to that Marlena. Uh, Miss Wilson. But anyway, Jacob yeah, that's Dylan our, uh,
0: Wrote a song, huh? Three Marlenas.
1: Oh, is that a song? Jacob Dylan. Yeah. Um, is that Bob Dylan's son? Yeah. Wallflowers. Wallflowers. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Neato. Mosquito. Didn't know that. Anyway, yeah, that's all right. So we're, we're doing a series right now on mega churches. This was the first. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you, kind folks, for listening to the Not Religious Podcast. If you want to find out some more about us, just take to our social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram. All you got to do is just search for the Not Religious Podcast.
0: Yeah, and please leave a rating and a review wherever you can. Whether it's on the Facebook page, we would prefer it on the Apple podcast. But hey, anywhere is fine. We'll read your review just like we did with Miss Wilson's and whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. We'll read it. Um, You can also send us messages on any of those social media platforms with kind words or no kind words at all. (laughs) Just hate mail
1: or suggestions for future episodes. (laughs) We are part of the Coming Right Up Network and our episodes stream every Sunday night on comingrightup.org at 5:30. PM. That's coming up here shortly, an hour and a half, actually. Uh, and while you're there, go ahead and support the other shows that are on the network. Man, They're we want got to get this thing wrapped up so we can be on that 5.30 p.m. show. You betcha.
0: Yeah, go check out our sponsors for the show. You can support us by supporting them. Just remember to use our promo codes at checkout for your exclusive discounts. And also, you're pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Video Woo! We'll be
1: getting up closer. and ready. And closer. I yep. showed Blake a little preview of mm-hmm. it today. Yep. We ordered some gear. Um, and very thankful to be in the position where we could order some gear. And that was only possible. Only possible by you guys. Only possible by you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to listen and support us because we love doing this. And hopefully you love listening to us baffle on about... <laughs> things that a lot of people don't care about so thank you uh and uh go check out me and james cox uh we have a podcast called where words fail music speaks and it is now available on all major podcast
0: podcast platforms platforms. see my
1: words failed that time uh we're uh we're on apple Podcasts, spotify that whole shebang uh go check it out brian blake let's get out of here let's do this Uh, bye-bye be nice
0: to one another Thank you.